listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. Again, welcome to the Paul McGuire Report. Wherever you are listening, watching, or whatever on planet Earth, and especially America, we, we get so many emails and correspondence. It's just amazing because physically, this is a small ministry. And, and I don't say that with embarrassment. I say that with a certain amount of godly pride. Because you see, it's not how big a person's ministry is. It's not how large the budget is, or whether they have hired a, you know, a PR firm and uh, various law firms and stuff like that. That is not the measurement in the eyes of God and in the eyes of Jesus Christ. That is not how God appraises an effective ministry that is accomplishing what is highest uh, among his will. And, and you know what that is, and I know what that is. It's not how great a show we can put on, uh, but it's how, how, how many people um, are we able to win in salvation by faith to the Lord Jesus Christ, among other things. And even that, it's not to be done in a, in a plastic mode. It's like if you, if you are not winning people to Jesus Christ, totally due to the love of God shed abroad in your heart, you're missing the mark, metanoia, you're missing the bullseye. In order for you and I to accomplish everything that God wants us to accomplish while here on earth, the very center of it has to be love, the agape or spiritual love of Jesus Christ. Okay, so where am I going with all this? Right now, we are experiencing, and this is not good English, but I, got, I can't get hung up on the English. I just have to say what I have to say and and you can <laughs> you can grammatically correct me later here's here's the deal i i have been writing and talking about this and writing it in books and and many magazine articles over the decades and uh at conferences and so on and so forth and i have chosen to take a different perspective than many of my uh, well-meaning brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. We, that's me and them and you, we, um, it's, it's not essential that we all agree on everything in order for us to have real fellowship. Now, of course, we cannot ignore uh, apostasy, false doctrine, the doctrine of demons, spiritual deception, the spirit of an anti of the antichrist and things of that nature we cannot just turn a blind eye to spiritual deception because satan is the father of lies so that has to be front and center in our decision making process but simultaneously we have to um, anchor ourselves securely to the word of god we have to stand upon a solid biblical foundation 
built entirely on the truthfulness of God's Word, not just in one area, but the truthfulness of God's Word in every area of life. This is where evangelicals, Bible-believing Christians, and other people who call themselves Christians, this is where the great battle that, that defeated Napoleon was called Waterloo. The Waterloo for Christians in America and around the world right now is, is really twofold. It's changed, depending upon what season you're in, but it's a twofold era and a twofold vulnerability. The first part of this is that it is absolutely mandatory that any uh, Bible, truly Bible-believing Christian who's truly born again by the Spirit of God and has had their sins forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ and has placed their faith in that and confessed out loud that Jesus Christ is Lord. Anyone who has done that in a, in a genuine and a sincere manner, anyone who has done that can tell you that if they believed in the Word of God while they were doing that, then they became supernaturally born again at the moment that they did that, asked for forgiveness, prayed a prayer of faith. At the moment that they did that, the Holy Spirit of God, which is Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, they're one and the same, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they came into the inner man or inner woman of the person who prayed that prayer by faith. And the, the moment that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus Christ entered those people's lives, at that moment a miracle occurred, and they were regenerated by the Spirit of God. They were regenerated by the Holy Spirit. And the, new, the old man and the old woman disappeared, and there was the birth of the new man and the new woman. And so the new man and the new woman are identified as new creatures in Christ Jesus. And so the time will come in all of our lives when we, we will no longer be here in our bodies. At some appointed time, God will take you home. Uh, to be with him in heaven. And the moment that you leave this world and leave your body, in a nanosecond, the Bible says, that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So like in a flash, you will be out of your body, and in a flash, you will stand before Jesus Christ, others who have put their faith in Christ, the, the host of heaven, the, the angels of God, you will stand before Jesus Christ, and you will be in your brand new, supernatural, glorified body that is perfect in every way. Perfect age, perfect everything, disease-free. You will be in your brand new, glorified body at the perfect age, and you will be filled with the incredible amount of gifts and the incredible amount of uh, fruit of, of the Spirit. And the moment Christ makes you born again, you are a brand new creature in Jesus Christ, and you have stepped out of, of the realm of 
a mere mortal, and you have stepped into the realm by faith of receiving God's free gift of immortality, you will live forever. The nanosecond you die, you're going to experience a a supernatural supernatural transformation that will make you a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. And then you will live uh, for all eternity, forever and ever and ever. And more than that, this is so critical. Somebody once called me on my radio program, the the, uh, AM, FM one that was on for 10 years and just blasted the entire United States of America with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And people would call me live all the time. I would love to do that again. The ministry potential is mind-blowing. But in order to do that, I need people like you to say, hey, we really believe in you because you've done this before. You have a track record. You've done this before. And uh, you had a live, interactive radio talk show where people would call in from every state in the Union. People would be saved on the air, delivered on the air. I mean, it was just an outpouring of, of miracles and accompanied with sound doctrine. And so the power of God used to literally sweep across the nation because This show was called The Paul McGuire Show. It was three to four hours, three to five hours live. And in many markets, like all of California, all of Northern California, all of Southern California, we hit every village, town, house, wherever there was a dwelling or a building, anywhere in the state of California and way down in Mexico, anywhere there was a home or a community. Every place in Northern and Southern California was was being uh, lovingly bombarded with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because by God's grace, I was broadcasting to them in their cars as they were stuck in traffic. I was broadcasting to them. If you were in California and syndicated across the nation, you were listening to the program because uh, of the traffic problem. And people would call me, and, and the Spirit of God would touch them, and they would begin to weep. This happened all the time. I remember one girl calling me up, and uh, the studio that I was in was in uh, Costa Mesa, California. And it turns out she was driving from California to somewhere past St. Louis. And we got to talking live on the air, and she told me that she was leaving her husband permanently and seeking to divorce her husband. And I simply asked her, I said to her, do you believe that our conversation is an accident? And I ministered to her, and she said, no, I don't believe this conversation is an accident. And so I led her on on a prayer live on the air, and what happened was the Holy Spirit of God moved upon her heart. And, and lifted the hatred and animosity she had towards her husband. And she decided, she said this live on the air, she said, I'm going to turn around now, and I'm going to drive, I don't know how, it was six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, I have no idea, it was a long way. She said, I'm going to drive back to my husband. And, and then she, by the way, uh, received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior live on the air. And... Uh, the Spirit of God moved upon her and, and saved her 
Now, you have to remember, because of the logistics, the Paul McGuire show in the state of California was on approximately seven hours a day, often seven days a week. And there was no place in the state of California where you couldn't hear the program. That, that's the power of our influence. And both of our, our Northern California and Southern California, the, the places that we were on the radio dial placed us right in the middle of the AM dial or right in a, the middle in, in an FM dial. And it was live. And uh, uh, people will open up, strangely enough, and talk to you about all kinds of things that they would never do privately face-to-face. So what happened was, over the 10 years that I was on the air, uh, God raised me up. I, I, you know, got to remember, when God calls you to do something, you've got to turn the switch off to voices of men and women, voices of people that would try to negate or minimize or suppress your calling and gifting in God. Now, I'm saying this for a reason. I'm not saying this to, to, you know, covertly ask you for an applause. I am saying this entirely so that the Holy Spirit of Almighty God would come into your life in a deeper way and give you a revelation of what is possible in your life. This is about your life, your family's life, your future. This is about where America will be in the very near future. This is about you. This is about your destiny. So, so let, me, let me go into a more critical focus here. When you are walking with God, I'm not talking about how legalistic you are. I'm not talking about how externally perfect you people think that you are. I'm not talking about putting on a show. I'm talking about the spiritual battle that is raging inside of every man and woman on planet Earth between the forces of evil or Lucifer and the forces of God, Jesus Christ, and the angels of God. We are, if you could see into the invisible realm, you are in the in in a spiritual battle of biblically epic and prophetic proportions like at no other time in human history. We are here. When you study, and I and, and I, you know, I I wrestle between saying absolutely nothing about my credentials and saying something about my credentials. I do not like to have to talk about my credentials, but many people have come to me over the years and they've caught me off guard because the first thing they've asked me when when they ask me a theological, historical, psychological, or whatever kind of complex uh, uh, knowledge base they're asking me, almost inevitably, one of the first or second or third questions that that person, male or female, will ask me, and you, and you can bet on it, what they will ask me is, Once they find out that I'm a radio talk show host, once they find out that I'm the author of 38 books and uh, 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 a national television commentator, uh, 
uh, an executive producer of science fiction feature films and a professor or doctor of eschatology or Bible prophecy and a doctor of ecclesiology, which is this, this, this biblical study of the church. Now, I normally don't bring that up, but inevitably, men especially, they will be very bold and they want to know before they listen to me, what are your qualifications? And they literally say this to me all the time. What qualifies you to speak on this subject or that subject? Now, that question deserves an answer, and I cannot make progress in terms of, of winning them to the Lord or winning them to a biblical worldview or whatever. I cannot make progress if their mindset is locked into perceiving me in, in a far lesser way than uh, what would be an accurate uh, estimation of what qualifies me to talk and speak on certain subjects. So it's not a matter of bragging. It's a matter of establishing your credibility so that you can be effective for Christ. And every one of you is called to do a similar thing. Maybe not dealing with the same knowledge categories or the same subjects, but one of the first things that people want to know before they listen to you talk about Jesus, they're going to size you up, and they're going to look at the way you dress and, you know, comb your hair or, or, or you know, all the how you present yourself, um, uh, your, your language, your, the level of your people skills. People are going to judge you, evaluate you, and categorize you uh, based on how you present yourself, especially things like people skills. But that is not enough in today's world. So, like, for example, uh, and I, you know, I, you know, my purpose is not really to talk about it, but I have to talk about it. Millions and millions of people have seen me uh, on, uh, I believe it was three different history channel specials on Bible prophecy, on the seven signs of the apocalypse, and then there was another one on the apocalypse. And they, they rotated and repeated the airings of these shows, and I was featured along with other Christian prophecy experts, but also with secular historians and, and people who were uh, New Age or occultic or atheistic in their viewpoint. Now, when I met all the times that I went down into Hollywood to shoot these History Channel specials, they wanted me to get right to it, and they wanted me right up front to, to, to have written down like a one-paragraph, you know, bullet point uh, uh, bio that, that basically is saying, is basically telling the audience, you need to listen to this guy because uh, these are his qualifications. And so... Because they rotated this programming so many times, um, the seven signs of the apocalypse and the four horsemen of the apocalypse and stuff, that literally that those two programs alone, along with another one, were 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 viewed by millions and millions of people. 
But but the door opened for me because the History Channel producers wanted to know, is he credible? What is his bio about? And then they wanted to be able to communicate my bio, my my hopefully credibility to the audience. And that was an essential part of my presentation. And also the visual part of my presentation was was very high because as you know, we live in a culture where it's style over substance. And you don't have to look like a movie star or, or whatever, but you must look credible. Your your dress, uh, your your hair, I mean you don't go overboard and, and, and come off like a full-blown narcissist or egomaniac, but you have to look like you, you've got to walk your talk. You've got to look like not who you are. And, you, and your, your on-air presentation has to be psychologically and verbally fluid. And you have to generate confidence and you have to be able to digest complex prophecy and scientific matters and reduce it to a bullet point, grab the interest of the television audience, and most of all, your job as a guest on the History Channel or Fox News, which I've been on, or the others, your number one job is to keep people glued to that network or that show and your success will rise and fall based on how effective you are in keeping people glued to watching the seven signs of the apocalypse or or the other Bible prophecy special I was on. This is absolutely critical. And, and you say, well, why are you saying this? Because you may not do the television thing, the film thing, or whatever, but you and your presentation of the gospel and 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 how effective you are is all contingent upon the same principles. Your people skills have to be high. There's no excuse for a Christian having lousy people skills because people skills can be easily learned, easily developed. And so you have to be open to God. You see, knowledge is power. This is this is where. What 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 caused to, to, the topic of today's program was the fact that um, I began talking about what I perceived and thought were the signs from the Lord of some kind of eminent national and perhaps then global revival, where God begins to pour out His Holy Spirit based on grace, which means, of course, unmerited favor. And the Lord began to speak to my heart. I I spent the last three years, uh, I pulled back, essentially, from from, uh, many, many of my uh, public commitments. I pulled back because I didn't want to come before the people or come before the people of God and just rattle off uh, a bunch of hollow, um, empty uh, words or Bible verses. See, that's very seductive because, because you can do that 
but then you can still miss the mark. And so the Lord began to deal with me for a full year or more before COVID and then during COVID and to the present moment, the Lord has been dealing with me, dealing with my heart. I mean, I've been crying out to God, repenting of my sins, repenting of the sins of America, the sins of the church, and crying out to God for his supernatural wisdom and guidance. Because the world, the nation, the church, we no longer we don't need any more clanging cymbals and, and hollow, you know bells and stuff. Just just a lot of loud uh, stuff that makes noise but, but doesn't minister. We don't need that. And so I I pulled myself away from the from many things to seek the Lord because the Lord began to convict me. When a man or a woman very subtly begins to go on autopilot and just regurgitate truths because those truths may have had an anointing or the spark of the Holy Spirit, let's say, 10 years ago. And so if you're just reaching into your memory and, and, and playing the, the greatest hits from your memory of, of what God did in the past, that's fine, except, except if, if God is calling you to speak words of life and ministry targeted to the present. So it's a grievous sin uh, among Christians to, to constantly reference, reference and focus the past when and if God is commanding us and instructing us to speak on and to minister on the present and what is coming. Do you understand this? It's a very, very simple concept. But if you violate it, violate it and I violate it, we're missing the mark. And that is why so many sermons and, and so many of the well-intentioned efforts of Christians why so often it fails is because it's hollow, it's empty, it's devoid of the Spirit of God, which means it's devoid or empty or hollow of the rivers of living water. Remember, God is a triune being. He is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and He's the Trinity. And so one of the, the, the parts of the Trinity is the Spirit of God, which is Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Think about that for a moment. We're not supposed to be religious. We're not supposed to be legalistic. We're not supposed to be putting on a show or a performance. We are supposed to be open by faith, abiding in Jesus Christ by faith, so that an opening can, can occur in the invisible realm or the spiritual world, which will then allow the rivers of living water to flow out of our inmost being and heal, and replenish, and save, and deliver people, not only all over America, but all over the world. And this is powerful, because this, when the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus Christ, 
when when your heart and my heart is not clogged with all kinds of sediment like resentment and jealousy and comparison and vanity and vainglory and you know uh, uh, disliking somebody wanting revenge let's not kid ourselves every one of us has a fallen human nature and the manifestations of the fall are in the heart or the center of the spiritual being of every single one of us. Let's not kid ourselves. So, the only way we can accomplish what God has called us to accomplish in terms of ministry and saving souls is that we need to walk moment by moment in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to walk filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to walk clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit. And our walk with God, or our abiding with God as He abides in us, should produce the outflow of the rivers of living water that flows out of our inmost being and heals, saves, delivers. And anywhere there is a dry place, which could be a geographic locality, a city, a state, a nation, uh, a job site, uh, a relationship, uh, the, the, the infinite amount of possibilities regarding this is something that we need to seriously consider. God called us to accomplish a certain mission, and it is our responsibility to be abiding in Jesus as he abides in us so that the rivers of living water flow out of our inmost being, and it is only when the rivers of living water flow out of our inmost being, which which constitutes life, that life is poured out into the souls, the hearts, the minds of people everywhere we go. See, so wherever we go, whether it's the supermarket or the gas station or church or or a family gathering, or whatever it is, a phone conversation, a business, an entrepreneurial meeting, whatever it is, a, 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 a meeting to generate votes for your particular uh, political uh, viewpoint, whatever it is, the essential thing is that we are to volitionally, with an act of our will, allow the rivers of living water to flow out of our inmost being. And when that happens, there, the rivers of living water that flows out of our inmost being will sooner and sooner or later go through a very powerful, explosive transformation, a nonviolent, peaceful transformation initiated and ignited by the Holy Spirit. So in the same way you received Christ in your life, and you now have become born again, or a new creature in Christ Jesus, in the same manner, it is possible for you to open your heart with a a decision of your will and walk with the Lord in such a way that your heart is open, the doorway to your inner man or woman is open, and as you're walking, you are being infused, you are being infilled, with the Holy Spirit and the rivers of living water. So the rivers of living water are flowing out of your inmost being. And yes, we live in a fallen world. We're in fallen relationships. But everywhere we go, 
and whatever spiritual battle we encounter along the way. Whatever kind of spiritual battle that we're encountering along the way that is occurring, God has given us the supernatural ability and power and authority if we will use it, if we will choose to use it by faith. God has given us the power and authority to confront Satan, to confront Lucifer, to confront the demons, the fallen angels, to confront fallen men, to confront men and and women who are a a genetic hybrid uh, uh, mixture and interbreeding of both human species and um, um, fallen angel species. So when mankind sins, sins, such as the case where human women were, were fornicating with uh, the fallen angels. Fallen angels were mating with human women. And this corrupted all of planet Earth's, uh, corrupted all of humanity, all human beings, all animals, birds, uh, every living species was corrupted because the driving force behind this corruption was that the fallen angels who had fallen angel DNA uh, needed to to be able to reproduce and uh, live in an environment uh, where a hybrid DNA or a genetic uh, uh, breeding would occur where there would be a mixture of fallen angel DNA connected to uh, human DNA. And, and so when the Nephilim or the Rephium, who, who are the descendants of this genetic interbreeding with fallen angels and human women, the Nephilim and Rephium produced a race of fallen angels mixed with human beings, a kind of fallen god race, and they were very, very large and very, very powerful beings, um, the Nephilim and the Rephian. And uh, they, they were of enormous height. You see statues and relics and stuff, and sometimes it's 17 feet tall or 24 feet tall. They were, like, super strong. They had—we uh, don't know a whole lot about them because, you see, the, the power centers of this world, the globalist elite of this world, do not want the masses of people on planet Earth to rediscover and to discover the advanced futuristic sciences, technology, um, uh, developments in, in every area, the, the exploration of cutting-edge sciences and genetics. the, the the globalist elite, the Luciferian elite, have done everything in their power to blind us from discovering all of the assets, all of the uh, uh, apps, if if you will, of uh, creatures that are the product of the interbreeding of fallen angel DNA with human DNA. So when you go back far enough in time in, into an area that some people call prehistory, you discover that 
in prehistory, there that the Bible speaks a great deal about what happened before Adam and Eve, and what will happen in the new heaven and the new earth. And if we really study those passages of the Bible, like like in Genesis, especially or Revelation, if we study those passages in the Bible. And, and that is possible for any one of you listening to do. I promise you, I guarantee you 100% that every single person listening, male or female, I don't care how smart they've said you are or how dumb they have said you are. All of that is a lie. God has gifted every single one of his children and creation with a very high level of intelligence, creativity, uh, perception, and all kinds of abilities. And every one of us have been given a download, uh, a storehouse of incredible, incredible abilities. What every one of us is responsible to do is that, and Jesus Christ goes out of his way to teach this to his disciples and his followers, remember, he tells them about the, the parable of, of the business manager who, who is managing a, a relatively large business on behalf of an owner. And he needs to go away. This business manager needs to go away for a while. And he specifically tells all the people working for him that they are responsible for multiplying the investment that they have been entrusted with, they are responsible for multiplying uh, the, the monetary value, multiplying the wealth, multiplying the investment. And the essential principle that the manager is expecting his employees to operate by is the, the ability and the principle of multiplying your assets and your wealth. This is not a peripheral area. The Jews have correctly understood this principle for thousands and thousands of years. It's not a matter of racism or something of that nature to tell you that it is not an accident that the Jewish people because they entered into various covenants with God, a covenant with Abraham and others. It is not an accident that the Jewish people, when they have chosen to obey their Lord, when they have chosen to obey the Word of God, when they have chosen to operate in faith by the Word of God, for example, this, this contract or covenant is outlined in Deuteronomy 28, known as the, the, the blessings and curses. And so whenever God's people, starting with the Jews, operated within the context of the supernatural blessings of God, as long as they didn't worship idols, as long as they didn't worship um, as long as they didn't worship idols, as as long as they diligently obeyed the Lord thy God, it says in Deuteronomy 28, and it spells it out in great detail, that God promised to supernaturally bless them, not only 
economically, scientifically, technologically, agriculturally, and so on and so forth, and a supernatural anointing to defeat their enemies. But in the middle of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it, it begins with another narrative of all the curses that will come on God's people if they stop worshiping the true God, if they start worshiping uh, the, the pagan idols, if they, if they walk away from the Word of God, if they disobey the Word of God, all these curses, and it's, it's very specific on, on, on the complexity and multitude of curses that are poured out upon God's people if they disobey the Word. And conversely, if they obey the Word of God, there is a long list of supernatural blessings that are poured out upon God's people because they are diligently obeying the Word of God. So it is this principle. And we must understand that this principle is both a physical, real-world reality principle, and simultaneously it is a invisible world, spiritual world, uh, multidimensional principle that goes into effect. And when people talk about the American dream, even to this day, if you want to know everything you need to know about the American dream, Simply remember this, when, when Christians in America, God's people, Jews in America, when they obeyed and worshipped the biblical God, when they obeyed the Word of God, and when they only worshipped the, uh, the God of the Bible, an enormous outpouring of blessings manifested in every dimension of their lives. And then conversely, in Deuteronomy 28, when they disobeyed the Word of God, when they stopped worshiping the true God, a curse and curses began to come upon God's people with a supernatural force. Now, in a moment, we'll be back, because I don't want to leave you hanging there. I, I want to present to you with crystal clear clarity. I want you to realize, with everything in my heart, I want you to realize that right before you, there lies a door, and if you knock on that door or open that door, that door will open, and you will be able to walk through that door and receive and inherit enormous blessings, prosperity, and all the blessings in Deuteronomy 28. If you walk through the door of worshiping the true God only, and if you walk through the door of choosing not to worship idols, then, then this enormous amount of blessings will be poured out upon you, as outlined in Deuteronomy 28. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, if you apply these principles, I promise you that your life will exponentially multiply, be fruitful, and you will see with your own eyes a supernatural hedge of protection that protects you, your family, and your loved ones. I, I don't want to get into specifics, but there have been many times 
that the powers of darkness and evil human beings have attempted to to extinguish my life or ministry or whatever. And I don't want to reveal some of the great secrets uh, that the Lord has shown me. They're, They're available to you also. But I simply want to acknowledge the fact that if you keep your heart and mind fixed on God and his promises, and you focus on God and his promises, the supernatural covering and protection of God Almighty and the Holy Spirit will come upon you, your children, your grandchildren, your job, your nation, so on and so forth. And you will not walk um, out under the elements where you can be ravaged, etc. If you walk through the door of blessing in Deuteronomy 28, no matter what your present predicament may be, no matter what the level of the challenge you may be experiencing may be, God has given you the supernatural power and the supernatural authority to to take over, take control, restrain, and bind all the, the works of the adversary, the activity, and the dark and sinister plans of the adversary are all bound. They're all locked up by your command. You have to understand that, that you right now, and those that you love, let's say your wife or whatever, or your child, assuming that they're walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. So right now, at this moment, you God has placed you in the greatest spiritual battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world, which is a title of a book that, that I recently wrote that you must read. The book after that is Power from on High, which you must read. These books are, are literally conduits or portals from heaven, not in some weird or occult way, but when Jesus told his disciples that they needed to go to Jerusalem and tarry into Jerusalem until the Lord clothed them with power from on high, which was the dunamis, dynamite, detonation power of God, we have the opportunity within the authority that Jesus Christ has given us, because Jesus Christ has given us all authority. Remember, when you read the book of Genesis, it's a very high-level book. What you're reading in the book of Genesis is the account, literally, of the king and queen of planet Earth. You're reading the account of, of, the, of the rulers of of planet Earth, and their names were Adam and Eve, the first man and woman. And Adam and Eve were made in the image and likeness of God. So in the image and likeness of God, God created uh, Adam, who was a male, and God created Eve, who was a female. And then God, with his infinite wisdom, uh, spoke the most liberating truth to Adam and Eve. And this is the liberating truth God spoke to Adam and Eve. He said to Adam and Eve, 
and all the living creatures on planet Earth. He said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So listen, right there and then, that is the prime mandate. That is the primary command, the primary operating principle by which God Almighty, the Supreme Being, is commanding both men and women, Adam and Eve. He is commanding them along with the animal species and the other species. He is commanding them to do the following. He is commanding mankind. He is commanding mankind to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. That means he is commanding mankind to fill the earth. In other words, within the covenant of marriage, make, have fun. You know, sometimes Christians forget to have fun. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. So, So within the covenant of marriage, be fruitful and multiply, which basically means make and create as many babies and children as possible. And no matter how many babies you create, God will provide for you economically and every other way, and you won't lack anything, and you you will have an abundance, and God will bless you so that you can be psychologically and materially free as you make as many babies as possible in celebration, in rejoicing. And that doesn't have to be some funky, extra-biblical idea. What that means is what you think it means. So it's a, it's a two-level, at minimum, blessing. God is saying, be fruitful and multiply. And if you look at man's physiological, neurological, biological system, the act of what our culture calls making love, which is what produces babies, is a, is a highly pleasurable act in which numerous uh, uh, biochemicals and hormones that produce euphoria are released. So be fruitful and multiply. That's the first part of it. And the second part of it is to make as many babies as you can. It never bothered the children of God, the children of Israel, the Christian world, and for that fact, it never bothered most civilizations throughout human history. They were, they were essentially, the children of God, both Jews and Christians, were not afraid to make babies, and they did not fear the future. You see, we live in a time right now that has been captured by the spirit of Antichrist. Untold millions upon millions upon millions of young adults, both male and female, in America and around the world, are subconsciously absolutely terrified about being fruitful and multiplying because they're afraid of lack, poverty, disease, bad things. They're afraid of evil on the earth. They're they're dominated not by a spirit of joy. They're dominated by a spirit of fear. Now, please listen to me. I'm not talking to you in some abstract, broad-band manner. I am talking to you with laser-like precision. And therefore, I'm asking you 
to listen with laser-like precision because the Lord has put it on my heart to speak a word to you that if you will receive it and believe it, the, the word that God will speak to you will break the bondages from your life, they, they will shatter the chains from your life, and you will discover that you will be set free in a multiplicity of areas in your life. So prepare your heart now. Prepare your heart for the way of the Lord. The Lord is about to supernaturally destroy and dismantle the chains of oppression and fear and anxiety regarding having children, having babies, and you're afraid that, you know, the world's going to end and fall apart and and there's no hope. Now, I want to just say something regarding that. The Lord has put this on my heart to say to you, and I've been praying for for years uh, um, regarding uh, this <clears throat> this situation. Th- that is the kind of conversation I had when I was a young boy. My sisters had, because we came from an existentialist, atheist, secular humanist home, and we were terrified that the world would be destroyed ecologically. Uh, environmentally, with uh, uh, global diseases, World War III, and on and on. And because we had these very real uh, fears, uh, uh, many people in my generation were spiritually and psychologically paralyzed and not only rejected being married, but they rejected um, being fruitful and multiplying they stopped having a, a, a multiplication of babies. Instead of homes where, you know, the average baby count was like four or seven babies in a family. And that's what it used to be. Now, the average American is terrified and, and can barely summon the courage to have one or two babies total. Usually, they, they just want one baby, but they'll take another baby if it comes by accident. This if that is your mindset, you are operating in opposition to the mindset of Jesus Christ. And I want to say this again with, with more precision and more power. Huge majorities of God's children in America are, are stuck in a, in a lockstep psychological framework. You have received a lifelong downloading of programming, which has convinced you on a subconscious level that you will lack, you will be poor, your fears will terrify you. You, you, if you, uh, you, what you, you are hearing is your own voice in your head saying, if you uh, are, are fruitful and multiply, you're hearing the voice of the liar. And that voice is saying, if you're fruitful and multiply, you will not have enough food, enough money, enough opportunities, and you you will expose yourself, your family, and your children to unbelievable horrors and lack and poverty and vulnerability. That is the collective lie that is dominating via satanic strongholds, the subconscious, the hive mind or world brain of our planet. But it is not the natural flow of events. 
that collective mindset of poverty, uh, of, of nuclear weapons, uh, of total devastation, of overcrowding, of a lack of sustainability, of, of all kinds of very bad things happening because you chose to be fruitful and multiply and follow the Lord, uh, that you, you are believing a system of lies created by the principalities and powers and passed into your consciousness via the educational system, the mass media, television, film, uh, and other means of communication. They have indoctrinated you. They have brainwashed you. They have put you through a long-term, lifetime uh, social engineering program where you are now absolutely convinced that if you choose to obey the Lord and choose to be fruitful and multiply, that you will starve to death, that you will be in poverty, and that everything in your life will, will fall and crumble. I, I want to tell you as, as precisely as I can that that entire collection of thoughts that, that you are holding deep in your subconscious, that entire collection of thoughts is based on what the Bible calls a stronghold. A stronghold is a system of thoughts and beliefs which constitute a satanic argument, uh, a satanic system of beliefs that are based on lies and based on deception and things of that nature. And you need to reject them as quickly as you can. It is not an accident that God said, be fruitful and multiply. This is the foundational principle of planet Earth, of spaceship Earth, be fruitful and multiply. The reason we have poverty, wars, food shortages, droughts, freak weather, uh, uh, pandemics, diseases, and all these horrors that play out on the earth, the reason for them, we need to talk about truth. We need not to embrace a mythology or, 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 a, or a set of distorted lies. I need you to hear what I'm saying, and I need you to connect with me. You have been lied to all your life when you have been told repetitively that if you are to be fruitful and multiply, a, a vast curse will come upon you of poverty, lack, drought, no food, war, famine. A, a, a huge curse will come upon you. Now think about this. You have been told bluntly that a huge curse will come upon you if you choose to obey the commandment of God and to be fruitful and multiply. Now, let's confront that for what it is. That is a, a, an entire system of lies that is anchored in your imagination, your cognitive abilities, your perception, your reason, your analysis, all of those things which compose your consciousness um, constitute the stronghold or the embedded lie that has been programmed in deep in your subconscious being. So. We need to confront the lie with the truth, and then we need to reject uh, the lie and believe in the truth. The moment we believe in the truth, the moment we abide in the truth, the moment we walk through that door, which is the truth, remember Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. 
Jesus Christ said to us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So Jesus Christ is the doorway, it says in the book of Revelation. Or excuse me, what it says in the book of Revelation is that Jesus knocks on the door of our heart. And Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart right now. It says that in the book of Revelation. And if you are spiritually attuned, you can hear Jesus Christ knocking on the door of your heart, and he's asking you to open the door and invite him to sup with you or have to have a kind of spiritual meal with him, a spiritual meal uh, which constitutes a refreshing. It constitutes what real fellowship is all about. And so, when God proclaims something, he does it out of the context of infinite wisdom, infinite intelligence, and infinite knowledge. And so, when God says to mankind, be fruitful and multiply, there is a massive penalty, a cost, a curse, and many highly negative things that begin to enter a person's life when they disobey God's command to be fruitful and multiply. So let's, let's just finalize it. Any one of you listening to me who has succumbed to the lie of the globalist elite and the Luciferian elite, you have succumbed to the lie which tells you that if you are fruitful and multiply, that you will be cursed. You, you have believed the lie that there's not enough food. You've believed the lie that the earth is, or Gaia, is not sustainable. That is a lie. Planet Earth is totally sustainable. There's more than enough food and water and clean air and a pure environment and uh, endless acres of land. Planet Earth was built by God, the infinite personal living God of the universe. Planet Earth was built by God to, to be a, a, if you will, a giant spaceship that can, that can contain infinite water, infinite food, infinite seeds. It can contain an infinite number of people reproducing. I know that's a shock to a lot of you because you've been lied to for so many years. The, the critical issue here is that the reason there are so many scientists saying that the Earth is not sustainable, that the current level of population growth is not sustainable, that the potential of, of pandemics is not sustainable, that, that the uh, level of population explosion is not sustainable, that there, there's not enough minerals and food. So, so those things are not sustainable. The, the current demands for energy consumption and the actual amounts of energy on Earth are not sustainable. All of that, all of that, all of those calculations regarding the accurate sustainability of planet Earth are based on an endless series of lies and miscalculations. The earth was built by God, the infinite personal living God of the universe. 
The earth has the built-in capacity. It was created by God. The earth was created by God to, to house all the people that would be fruitful and multiply. The reason we have food shortages, the reason we have a sustainability problem, the reason we have the pollution of the air and the pollution of the ocean and the pollution of the rivers and the crowded cities and the murder and everything else, at the very center of the cyclone of all of the seemingly endless problems and challenges that mankind is facing, which which often boils down to scientists and technocrats crying out for massive changes so that the earth can be sustainable. We have to understand that that this need for the earth to be sustainable is built on a complete lie and a complete illusion. The reason the earth is not sustainable, the reason it appears that there's not enough food and, and clean energy and a clean environment, the reason it appears that we have a sustainability problem is because it's not that we have a sustainability problem. What we have is a artificial lack of resources, and what we have is an artificial and corrupt system of macro organization which features top down management structures or the Illuminati pyramid with the eye of the Luciferian eyeball at the top. You see, the, the oppression, the shortages, the lack of sustainability on planet Earth is not due to real or existent lack of sustainability. All of the shortages, all of the diseases, all of the population explosion, all of the potential threats of World War III and so on and so forth, all of these things co-eccentrically boil down to one basic problem, and that is the sinful heart and the sinful nature of mankind. Translated in contemporary terms, this simple, this lack of, this, this explosion of a sinful nature, this explosion of a fallen man and woman, this explosion of a lack of sustainability, all produces a world that it's not that we don't have sustainability. What we don't have is, is honest management, honest integrity when it comes to management and meeting the, the food needs of people, the water needs of people, the medical and healthcare needs of people, the employment needs of people. You see, what is corrupting planet Earth is what could be described as a form of deliberate and systematic managerial chaos, which is designed just like a pandemic, which is designed just like uh, a virus or, or uh, a viral epidemic or a bacteriological epidemic. Many, many of the globalist elite and Luciferian elite thinkers of the early 1800s, they theoretically proposed that mankind's greatest problem was a population explosion. 
and that mankind would die off because we produced too many babies, and that the only way all these intellectuals and scientists said, such as Julian Huxley, the head of the United Nations UNESCO, and Julian Huxley was the brother of Aldous Huxley, and Julian Huxley was the father, he was one of the first leaders in the uh, uh, humanist movement, and Julian Huxley was one of the first fathers of the transhumanist movement. And the intellectuals and, and the scientists and the engineers and the technology people and the artificial intelligence people and all of these specialized groups, they began to not only believe in humanism and reject, in, reject the creator, but now these men and women began to believe in, just like it was a religion, they began to believe in, quote, the religion of transhumanism. And the religion of transhumanism teaches us the false theology that men and women will be able to live eternally. Men and women can become immortal. Men and women will not age. They won't grow old. They will live forever and ever and ever. And uh, men and women, uh, after uh, uh, scientists and technology people and artificial intelligence, after things like that are activated, they will cause a, a global transhumanist revolution in which um, the, the theology of transhumanism, which is that man can become God through science, technology, computers, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, genetic engineering, uh, uh, DNA modification, all of those sciences and technologies are, are part of the fabric and the cohesion of the transhumanist movement. So where we are right now in space-time and history, this is where we are. Biblical prophecy tells us there's more prophecies unfolding now than ever before. The second coming, or the return of Jesus Christ, is in our general proximity, which means that at some point, Jesus Christ is going to come from heaven and descend upon the earth, descend upon the Valley of Megiddo, which is the, the War of Armageddon, and Jesus Christ is going to return as the conquering Messiah, and he will rule and reign Jerusalem, um, which will be the new capital of planet Earth. That is going to be a critical geopolitical development. Now, the transhumanist movement is one of the major indicators of Bible prophecy, because what did Jesus Christ say? He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, what happened in the days of Noah? Men and women were exceedingly wicked. In addition, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. In the days prior to the flood of Noah, the fallen angels mated with human women, and they genetically mixed the fallen angel DNA. It was mixed with the human women DNA. And this produced 
a hybrid species or a mixture of human and fallen angel DNA, a hybrid species. And this hybrid species um, was no longer human because the only creation that can be human is that creation of a man or a woman that was created with the DNA of God, that was created with um, God's genetic code. And it is the genetic code of God, the DNA of God, when it is uh, intermingled with fallen angel DNA, a hybrid species emerges, which is an illicit mixture of fallen angel DNA and human female DNA. And this is satanic and demonic in nature, but it is the goal of transhumanism, because after all, what was the primary sin that that uh, the serpent of old seduced Eve with? He said, he lied and said, has God not said that if you eat of the tree in the middle of the garden, that you will become like gods, knowing good and evil? So this was a lie. The serpent of old, who was possessed by Satan, appealed to Eve and told Eve that um, it would be possible for Eve and Adam to become like gods if they disobeyed God and ate from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, which, by the way, was the exact opposite command that God really gave Adam and Eve. What God really said to Adam and Eve was this, if you eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, on the day that you do that, you will surely die. Why? Because the moment you eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, you're not becoming like God's you will be cursed. And along with that curse, you will receive mortality, which means you will become a dying creature. Now, because of that curse, every living thing on planet Earth dies. Every man and woman dies, without exception. Without exception, because because all men and women are under a curse. And that's a horrific thing, to be alive and to die. So the only way of salvation is to receive the the Messiah or the Savior. So the way to salvation is to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith and to invite Christ into your heart to become born again by, by not eating of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. And this way, When a man and a woman in the covenant of marriage have a sexual relationship and the woman gives birth to a child or children, that child or children, they are under the the supernatural blessing of God. And they're genetically truly human, which means they have the potential and the opportunity of receiving the gift of eternal life and receiving, through the blood of Jesus Christ, receiving uh, God's forgiveness of, of all our sins. And so this lie that is deeply entrenched in the consciousness of mankind, this lie which says that 
all men are God, all women are God, is nothing more than a lie. And so it's also a lie that the God of this world is Lucifer or Satan. That's a total lie. Lucifer or Satan is not the God of this world. And the only way a man or a woman can receive forgiveness of sins and receive eternal life is to not eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, and secondarily, to abide with Jesus, to put your faith in Jesus Christ, and by faith appropriate the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses you from all sin, and by faith you ask God to save you, and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, comes into your inner man or woman and makes you born again. And the moment that happens, you immediately have eternal life. Now, what's the point here? The point here is that you and I need to be prepared right now. This is a critical hour. That's why I ask you for your donations, your contributions, and your finances as we move forward, I need you to partner with me in your giving, in your praying, in your prayer warfare, and I need you to help me expand our communication all across America and across the world, because the spark of revival, the spark of the Third Great Awakening, has already been ignited. What, what is needed now for us to do is allow the Holy Spirit of Almighty God to pour out his spirit upon the supernatural body of Christ. So you and I are to tarry or wait in Jerusalem until Jesus or the Father clothes us with power from on high, which is, by the way, multidimensionally, when we're clothed with the power from on high, we are clothed with the radiant glory of God. You see, the reason Adam and Eve were initially viewed as naked before God in the Garden of Eden, and consequently, because they were naked, they were ashamed, and they were fearful, and they were embarrassed, because, because they had this, this knowledge that they were naked, weak, ashamed, vulnerable, humiliated. But those were all lies, because that is not who they were. Who they were was who Jesus Christ said they were. And so, today, as we live in these prophetic times, you have to understand, and I have to understand, that God has called you, God has called me, and God has called many of the people you know, possibly your children. He has called you and me, and people you know, He has called us by the power of the Holy Spirit. For such a time as this. And not only has he called us, he has raised us up supernaturally. And as he has raised us up supernaturally, God Almighty has clothed us with power from on high, and God Almighty has infused us with the supernatural power of God. And so as we are involved in high-level spiritual warfare, as we are involved in high-level spiritual warfare, you and I have the opportunity and the power and the authority to fight spiritually against the principalities and powers, the dark, unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places, the fallen angels and the demons. God and his angels are in 
mortal, eternal combat with Satan and the fallen angels. And so where we are moving towards as a planet is what God warned about concerning the arrival of Antichrist, the soon coming cashless society. The cashless society is already engineered. It's already here. They're ready to dump cash and replace it with some kind of neural implant or some kind of nanochip implant in which you can't buy or sell without having this nanochip implant inside of you, which contains your memory and and what is going to hook you in to this global hive mind and this this uh, global uh, world brain, what is going to hook you into it, and the Lord put this on my heart 15 years ago, is EMF, electromagnetic frequencies. And the EMF, you have been engineered to function on EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, frequencies like theta, delta, alpha, beta, gamma. And what you will become, even now, you have been engineered to be like a radio broadcasting reception tower. Everywhere you walk and everywhere you go, because you have been infused with a high degree of technology, like a nanochip implant, which is both a broadcaster and a receiver, and because your inner man or woman has been infused with with metals and metallic substances like graphene oxide and an entire list of other metals, all of these metals like graphene oxide, which are part and pa- parcel of 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 of, of the, the the basic uh, software engineering of the uh, vaccine, you have to remember that the transhumanists have given you an artificial evolution in which you are now more than a human, although you're not really a human. You are a person who functions as as an electromagnetic frequency broadcasting transmitter or tower or an electromagnetic frequency receiving tower. So you're either you're you're both. You're a receiving tower of EMF, and you're a broadcasting tower of EMF. Now notice something, and I wrote I wrote about this three books ago. So this is quite a few years ago, and actually I wrote about it thirty and forty years ago. I wrote about the cashless society, but what I wrote about was this. I wrote about the fact. That it's not an accident. You see, when you allow the Lord to amplify and enhance your human awareness by the Spirit of God, you see, you walk with Jesus Christ, you abide with Jesus Christ, and because God is delighted in your friendship, God chooses out of his love for you to activate your full potential. So God, out of his sovereign will, chooses to activate the electromagnetic frequency transmission of you functioning as a broadcasting tower or a reception tower. And part of the technology that allows that to happen is that you have in your inner being 
this metallic substance, graphene oxide. You have other metals inside of you. And these metals can come inside your body and brain through a variety of methodologies. They can come through rain. They can come through air and mist. Man, I stand up where I am in California, and literally, the atmosphere, I've been watching this with my own eyes for over two years now, and I have visibly watched the atmosphere of Southern California transform itself from what was once like, like it looked like air, but now it looks like air infused with zillions and zillions of microscopic particles of metals like graphene oxide. And so the few fruit trees that I had planted, yeah, I planted it, but these few fruit trees are immersed in this microscopic metallic powder that is the color of pencil lead, and it's also known as graphene oxide. One of the primary properties of graphene oxide is it, is it functions as a transmitter. Now, what I want you to do is activate the perception switch inside of you that God built into you. When you activate the perception switch, this will amplify your intelligence on a quantum level, and you will begin to see all kinds of things and a series of things that will open the doors for you to enter a higher, more dynamic reality. And you will begin to see right out in the open what was once hidden and camouflaged. And by that I mean, do you think it's an accident that 5G technology, 5G towers, 5G cell phones, 5G laptops, and other 5G technologies, do you think it's an accident that they all began to come on the scene in a big way approximately four to five years ago? Is that an accident? Of course it's not an accident. The percentage likelihood of 5G transmitters interfacing with graphene oxide and interfacing with you as a transmitter or you as a receiver has completely revolutionized humanity and revolutionized our environment. It is not an accident at all that 5G, 5G, and 5G is so much more powerful than regular cell phone 4G, 3G, 2G. 5G is very powerful. That's why. Elon Musk has launched approximately, I don't know what the, 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 the final total will be, but Elon Musk ha has launched approximately 40,000 satellites into our upper atmosphere. And the purpose of those 40,000 satellites is to broadcast and receive data and information from millions of human beings on planet Earth who have been trans formed into uh, graphene oxide transmitters and broadcasters, otherwise known as 5G EMF or 5G electromagnetic frequency. Now, one final thing. When your awareness is tuned up as God wants it to be, 
Then when you hear reportage and you see television footage or video footage of of so-called Chinese spy balloons, uh, drones that that look like like giant helium-filled spy drones, except they're, they're, they're shaped like hot, hot air balloons, except they don't use hot air, they use helium. And they will float. How come with these helium-like balloons, they're able to float uninterrupted from the West Coast, like up in Alaska, to all the way to China or all the way to the East Coast? And none of our technology, none of our AI, none of our Star Wars defense initiative even momentarily locks into it or takes it down. Why is it that these these drone helium balloons that allegedly have technology for surveillance, but also allegedly have technology for an electromagnetic EMP pulse attack, how is that possible? How is it they go across the entire country until they're apprehended why is that? The reason for that is, is that could it be, I'm simply asking the question, I don't know the answer, could it be when you walking around with enhanced perception, could it be that these are potentially trial runs for surveillance, but more dangerously trial runs for an EMP attack? Now. In my books, sequentially, I talk about all these topics in detail, big time. I've been tracking this stuff big time. So you need to get, right now, because they're at a discount, my books, because I've been doing a detailed study of this for a long, long time. And you'll read about all of these topics in my book, Power From On High. Uh, in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. In my book, uh, Conquering the Matrix. In my book, um, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and Volume 2, The Day the Dollar Died. Are You Ready for the Microchip? And on and on. All of this stuff will take your knowledge level and move you or escalate you into an interior zone of power, and when you have the revelation from the Holy Spirit inside you, that uh, greater that is he that is in you than, than, than he that is in the world. So everywhere you go, this fact remains. Greater is he that is in you, Jesus Christ, than he that is in the world. The greater one, Jesus Christ, lives inside you. And all things are possible with God. So let's close with this final statement. Recent discoveries in quantum mechanics, black physics, quantum physics, string theory, uh, the the, the inventions and research of uh, Tesla technology, um, CIA uh, experimentation in remote viewing and and uh, uh, multi-dimensional energy sources, all of these things, all of these things uh, have been put on the doorstep of mankind, and they can be used for good and evil. It is no longer, please, please lock into what I'm saying to you now. 
it is no longer acceptable for you, me, or any other person who claims to be a believer in Jesus Christ. It is no longer acceptable for any one of us who are children of God to go into a retreatist mode, to go into a reversal mode, to do the opposite of receiving power from on high, and the opposite of receiving power from on high would be to receive a kind of malignant weakness from under the earth. So instead of receiving from God power from on high, which is the dunamis dynamite power of the Holy Spirit that gives us the the explosive power to change ourselves and change the world, instead of that being our reality, the opposite is our reality. We we enter a state of weakness, a state of dependence, a state of chaos, and most of all, and most dangerous of all, we enter a state of fear, anxiety, paranoia, sickness, disease, lack, and and in all things we place ourselves in a multidimensional environment in which we are under a curse but that is not the will of god for us concerning the fact that we are in this time zone where bible prophecy is coming true all around us instead we must do everything that we do must be built upon the foundation of faith or belief in God's word if we are functioning if our prime directive if our activities are built around believing the word of God then we continue to to move forward um in a kind of synchronization with the word of God and as we move forward in a kind of synchronization with the Word of God, you will notice that you are the recipient, as a man or a woman, a human being, you have become the divine recipient, the, the divine heir of Jesus Christ. And as a consequence, God clothes you with power from on high, or the dunamis dynamite power of God. God activates the mind of Christ, and then God activates supernaturally, he activates um, all of the multiple dimensions of your power and your wisdom and your gifting. And so you enter a place in life where it is a reality that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. It is a reality that you have a workable and real and tangible supernatural authority over everything on the earth. You are a ruler, and you are to reign. You are to rule and reign on planet earth, and you have authority over demons, Satan, uh, the fallen angels, and all people in rebellion from God. So you rule and reign uh, over planet earth, because indeed you are the king and queen of planet earth, and your final destiny is in eternity, in the new earth, the new heaven, and the new Jerusalem. And your final destiny is one in which you are seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ, and you are seated on thrones that are right next to the throne room of God. So picture this. You are seated. You're, you're a joint heir with Jesus, so that, so that you're a royal heir with Jesus. 
And as a joint heir with Jesus, you have the kingdom supernatural authority. You have been created by God as kings and queens of planet Earth. You have been created by God to rule and reign planet Earth, to be a priest and priestess of planet Earth. So you have been given supernatural authority and supernatural power. You have been given the supernatural ability to function as a king and queen on planet Earth, and you will rule and reign along with Jesus Christ, planet Earth, the creation, the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem. And this will be a world that is so far beyond a virtual reality, so far beyond a a, uh, hive mind or a world brain. This world is not some cold, sterile, you know, hollow, empty abomination. This world is vibrant and living at its very core. This world is composed of people who are directly related by the blood of Jesus Christ to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so you and I are in the time zone where all these things are coming to an end and a brand new world is being born. Okay, I need you to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Be sure you take advantage of all the discounts. Visit paulmcguire.us.